0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Truth app. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah chapter 7, verses 1 through 4, called Emmanuel, God with us.
1: Faith is saying, God, I believe that you will keep your word. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The conviction of things not seen. And by it, men of old gained approval. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because he who comes to God must believe that God is, and God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And then the rest of Hebrews 11 is called the hall of faith faith by faith Noah by faith Abel by faith Abraham by faith Moses by faith and down and down it goes and every character you see in Hebrews 11 was a person just like you Lord are you sure you got the right guy Build what? It's going to what? Rain? Do what? Go to Pharaoh and tell him let my people go who am I? take a staff of a shepherd and tell the Egyptian king, let my people go? You got anybody else? I know it's a lonely hillside with a burning bush, but well, you got a brother. He can talk, right? Do you believe? So then the Lord spoke again to Ahaz, saying, 10, ask a sign for yourself from the Lord. This is almost a Gideon moment. All right, Lord, I'm of the least family, not very courageous. I'm going to put a fleece out there. And if it's really you, Lord, was it really you? I'll put another one out there. Was it really you? (laughs) You ever been there before? Is it really you? One more thing, Lord. Could you just dot this I, cross this T? Send a lightning bolt in the middle of the night. Lord says, okay, ask me. Ask for yourself from the Lord. Don't you love this? This is a blank check. Your are God. Notice he calls the Lord your God. Ahaz is God. Make it deep as shield and high as heaven. Ask me, God says. Don't you love this invitation? What if you got this? Lord says, all right, whatever sign you want, just ask me. What would you think of? Hmm, I'm going to need a few minutes for that one, Lord. Hmm. Let's see. Would it be about you? I want to, what would it be? A sign in the heaven? A sign as deep as Sheol going all the way to the place of the abode of death? Where would the sign be? God says, here's a blank check. Ask me, and I'll give you a sign. What do you want? You think this is a hollow promise? Ask me, I'll confirm it to you. And Ahaz said, I will not ask, 12, 12. Nor will I test the Lord. Memorize that one in Sunday school. I will not test the Lord. But God said, ask me. I will not. Ever been there before? You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and don't receive, says James, because you ask amiss that you might spend it on your own pleasures ask me. No, I will not. I'm too righteous for that. God, ever been there before in that kind of dialogue? (laughs) Ask me. Oh Lord, I already learned other verses that say not to ask you. So I will not. Okay. Then he said, Isaiah now is talking. Listen now, O house of David or Ahaz, Is it too slight a thing for you to try the patience of men that you will try the patience, now whose God is it? Of my God as well? I mean, it's one thing to try the patience of men, but when God says, ask me for a sign, ask him. Don't mess with the Lord. This is not a game. Don't give him a righteous, hollow response. He's given you an opportunity. Ask him. Well, Ahaz won't. Why won't Ahaz ask? Because he doesn't believe. That's really the issue. He does not believe. That's the problem. Therefore, the Lord says, okay, I'll give you a sign. 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, you might not have thought that this was tucked in here, but it is. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. Which translated means, Hey, Ahaz, God's with you. Just ask him. I will not believe it, but he's with you. Just ask him. Now I know there's more here. Because this word for virgin has been debated. It's a Hebrew word, Alma. And uh, it has a couple of possible meanings. And one of the meanings is a young woman uh, prior to being married. And some people have debated this and say, that, that's a Christian twist on Isaiah seven fourteen. Matthew twisted that. But that word Alma really means more like a young woman. It doesn't necessarily mean a woman who has never been with a man. It doesn't necessarily mean one who has not been intimate. You're pushing that too far. As a matter of fact, here's the skeptic talking. Matthew pushed that too far. That's really not the meaning of the word. The Hebrew word simply doesn't mean that. Well, it it does imply it. It does mean and can mean a virgin. I'm going to read a little bit for you. Um, In Isaiah 7.14, the verse here quoted by Matthew the prophet used the Hebrew word Alma. It means a young woman of marriageable age. But the word connotes the idea of virginity. Old Testament usage of Alma favors the translation virgin. By the way, part of the reason why is because they expected in that culture that you didn't have sex before you got married. So the word connoted the idea because a woman was not yet married, it, may, it meant she was of marriageable age, but she had not yet uh, married. So it could, mean, it could have that idea. Um, Old Testament usage, however, of Alma favors the translation virgin. The word first appears in Genesis 24, 43 in connection with Rebekah, the future bride of Isaac. The King James Version reads, Behold, I stand by the well of water, And it shall come to pass that when the virgin cometh forth to draw water. In verse 16 of the same chapter, Rebecca is described as a damsel with a different word. It should be concluded that Alma is never used to refer to a married woman. The word occurs five times, five other times in scripture. And in each case contains the idea of virgin. Until recent times, it was always translated as such by both Jewish and Christian scholars. The most famous medieval Jewish interpreter, Rashi, who lived from 1040 to 1105, was an opponent of Christianity. He made the following comment about this verse Behold, the Alma, or virgin, shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. This means that our Creator shall be with us. And this is the sign the one who will conceive is a girl who never in her life had intercourse with any man. That's a non-Christian Jewish scholar most respected who said that's what the word means. Upon this one shall the Holy Spirit have power. It should be noted that in modern Hebrew, the word virgin is either Alma or Betula. A little bit more, so I think you want to have a good handle on this one. Alma can mean virgin, and that is how the Jewish translators of the Septuagint rendered it. That's the Greek Old Testament. The Septuagint is the Greek Old Testament, right? Written, completed about 350 B.C., okay? So long before the time of Jesus, when Isaiah 7.14 was translated, it was translated as virgin in the Septuagint. Um, The Greek word is parthenos, and uh, it means Virgin, and that was, it was rendered that way several, several hundred years before the time of Christ. Now, hold your finger in Isaiah and go to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew 1. This is important because it goes to the virgin birth. And this is one of those famous prophecies. So let's see what Matthew does with it. Matthew 1, verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ, Matthew 1:18, was as follows follows, when his mother Mary had been betrothed or engaged, engaged to Joseph, before they came together, what's that mean? It does mean they didn't go out to dinner. That has a sexual connotation. Before they came together sexually, she was found to be with child by what? By the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, why would he disgrace her? Uh, because they had not been together, and that would be adultery, desired to put her away secretly. But when he considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, "Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for that which has been conceived in her is, what, of the Holy Spirit. And she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for it is he, what's his mission?" He will save his people, the people of Israel, from their sins. And he's the Savior of the world. Now, all this took place that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph arose from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took her as his wife. And he kept her, a young lady, Uh, no, he kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. You see the context? I mean, even if we debate a little bit about this word, the context is clear. Mary was a virgin. She had the Holy Spirit come upon her and that which was conceived in her was by the Spirit. That's why Joseph was pondering what to do. He says, I haven't been with her. What do I
0: do now? And he needed an angel to show up in his dream. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment.
2: Merry Christmas from Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team.
0: We're so grateful to all of our partners
1: who partner with Walk in Truth.
2: Since last year, our listener partnerships have grown. Last Christmas, we let our listeners know it cost over $150,000 a year to fund this ministry. That includes radio airtime podcasting, promotion, equipment, supplies, and one part-time staff member. At this time last year, we were excited to report listener support had reached 25% of our overall budget. The rest is funded by Living Truth Christian Fellowship Church Funds. Now that has grown to 31%, and because of that, we have added Walk in Truth to three more radio stations, where more people have had a chance to hear these teachings. We could still use your help too.
1: And if you've been listening for a while, you know that I rarely do this, and I'm not necessarily even comfortable asking for For finances, but the reality is that this program has to pay for radio airtime and what we do. And it's a blessing to partner with what you believe in, with the gospel ministry that hopefully has been a blessing to you.
2: If that's you, would you please consider giving an end of the year tax deductible donation? Please give a one time gift on behalf of you, your family, or business. You can help us pay for airtime for the radio station or podcast app you listen to. Visit walkintruth.com and click on donate. That's walkintruth.com click donate.
0: We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth.
1: You see the context? I mean, even if we debate a little bit about this word, the context is clear. Mary was a virgin. She had the Holy Spirit come upon her and that which was conceived in her was by the Spirit. That's why Joseph was pondering what to do. He says, I haven't been with her. What do I do now? And he needed an angel to show up in his dream to convince him what to do, that this was actually a miracle. Go to Luke 1, just to round out the picture. Luke chapter 1. I've said before, I think sometimes God talked to people in dreams because we don't listen that well when we're awake. Luke 1, 30. Luke 1:30, and the angel said to her, "Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God." Luke 1:31, "Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great, he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David." Luke 1:33, "And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end." And Mary said to the angel, "How can this be, since I am a what? A virgin?" I've never been with a man, and you're talking babies. (laughs) What? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. See, this is supernatural. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. This has picture, by the way, of the glory cloud and overshadowing the tabernacle. And for that reason, the holy offspring shall be called the Son of God. If you want to debate the word, debate the word. But look at the context. And in the end, Alma means she's a virgin. But there's a twofold prophecy and we're going to wrap it up here. Isaiah 7. And we'll just park here for a moment. There's a twofold prophecy from Isaiah 7. And it involves two children. One is the future Messiah. Go back to Isaiah 7. The Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son. And she will call his name Emmanuel. Look at the next verse. He will, er, he will eat curds and honey. Curds is a Idea of yogurt there. I don't think it had fruit at the bottom, but it had honey at the bottom. He will eat curds and honey at the time. He knows enough to refuse evil and choose good. For before the boy will know enough to refuse evil and choose good, the land whose two kings you dread will be forsaken. There is another child here because prophecy often has a dual fulfillment. There will be an immediate fulfillment in the son of Isaiah We'll talk about his name next week. We'll talk about how that actually worked out. There was an immediate fulfillment in the lifetime of Isaiah in the threat against Ahaz and the land, but there was a far fulfillment. The one that you saw Isaiah in Isaiah 6 is going to become the baby in Matthew 1, the prophesied baby in Isaiah 7. He will be Emmanuel. The one on the throne will become the child. He will be God with us. We fight much deeper forces than Syria and Israel. We fight the twin forces of sin and death, and they are fatal, and they will destroy us. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ. And there's an advancing army, if you will, coming at every human being, flowing, if you will, from the north to the south, wanting to take us out, plotting evil against us. And God is saying, I am Emmanuel. Emmanuel. I am God with you. Will you open your heart to me by faith? And he came to his own. And his own would not receive him. But to as many as received Emmanuel, to them he gave the right to become what? The children of God. God wants to be with you. He's given you a key to eternal life. His name is Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. He was prophesied way back in the Old Testament with specifics, get this specific. If you want to know who the Messiah is, look for a pregnant virgin. That's pretty specific. If you want to know who the Messiah is, there will be a girl prophesied hundreds, indeed thousands, well, 700 years before Jesus was ever born, and there will be a woman who has never known a man intimately and she will be pregnant. That's how you'll know who the Messiah is that pretty specific for you? I don't know about the Bible. The Bible doesn't give you a whole lot to go on. <laughs> what? 700 years before someone's born, the Bible says look for a pregnant virgin. Uh, that's pretty miraculous. And you will know that his name will be Jesus because he will save you from the twin enemies of sin and death, of course, energized by Satan, and he will deliver his people. Will you believe? That's God's message throughout the years. You see, there's a bunch of Ahaz's around. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, I don't. God says, take a look. Emmanuel has come. I showed you that he would be here to defeat your enemies. Will you believe? And every human being whoever walks the face of the earth is faced with that decision. Every single one of us. Emmanuel is here. Will you believe? And the good news is that I know most of you personally, and I know you have. And isn't it cool? God is with you. And if God is for us, who can be against us? See, Ahaz was over in the corner. And there are people, the book of Hebrews says they live in fear of death their whole lives. And Jesus has come to set us free. See, we have enemies too, they're bigger than what that king was facing. And God comes. He says, I got a message. Tell them to believe. Emmanuel is here. He's come. He's paid the price. Grace is more than sufficient for us. Will you believe? Isn't that amazing? That's God's only requirement. Trust me. And it's hard for us. Because some of us tonight put ourselves in Ahaz's place. We sat on his throne. We walked around the Area of the washerman's field. We walked around, we looked at the water supply, and we went, Can I trust this God? And the difference really between two people who live their life on the earth is that question Will you believe in the God who sent his son, Emmanuel, or will you try to do it yourself? That's really what it comes down to. And I think for so many of us tonight, if not all of us, aren't, aren't you so glad that God gave you the ability to believe? And now you're on his team. You know where you're headed. And sometimes things look overwhelming and intimidating, but you know in whom you have placed your trust. And you know he's able to keep it until that day. Amen.
0: You've been listening to Emmanuel, God with us, part three on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah 7, 1 through 4. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about Walk in Truth, our church, and the events and studies we have going on, then download our free Living Truth app from your app store. The Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. Now, here's Pastor Michael.
1: Well, if you've been following with us in Isaiah chapter 7, you know that God gave Ahaz a blank check And said, I want you to ask, but Ahaz refused to ask God. God was with them, if you will, with Judah, but Ahaz refused to be with God. So let's take that track just for a moment. You know, we celebrate Emmanuel, God with us, and it it is very clear that that's fulfilled in the book of Matthew and translated for us so we understand what Emmanuel means, God with Scripture, with Scripture. But here's the question. Are we with him? He's with us. He entered into our world. Are we with him? Are you with him? And you may be asking the question. Maybe you're new to Christian radio. And maybe you're just kind of checking out the Christian faith. Maybe you're a prodigal and you might be asking the question. Well, how do I, how am I with him? Well, think about a human relationship for a second. How is it that you would be with anybody? Well, you would do that by your action, by your presence, by your time. You would invest in that person. If you said to somebody, I've got your back, I'm with you. Well, I think that person would do well to look behind them and see if you were there. And while we are saved by grace, brethren, there's no doubt about that. Truth of the matter is, are we walking with the Lord? Are we following him? Ahaz had a chance to do just that, to ask God, but he wouldn't do it. And he He sounded pious until you really pull back the veil and see what's going on here. He simply wouldn't follow God. And the question for me and you is, will we? And you may ask very practically, well, how do you do that? Well, it starts with trust. You, you ask him, because that's what Isaiah 7 is all about. You ask him to be with you. And then you follow in that train. You follow where he leads. You make Jesus Christ your Lord and your King, and you ask him to save you and to direct you, and then you say, Lord, help me every day by the power of the Holy Spirit to walk with you, one day at a time. That's what it's really all about. Well, this is a blessed Christmas season, and this is Pastor Michael Lance. We happen to be in the majestic chapter of Isaiah 7 as we move through the Christmas season. It's really the Lord's timing, and we're so grateful. And we're grateful for all of our partners. We have a lot of people um, who give monthly to Walk in Truth so that we can reach out to more and more people just like you. And they do that through walkintruth.com. Uh, give a monthly gift, which you can do that and indicate so on the website. Perhaps you'd like to give a one-time end-of-the-year gifts to help us reach more people. Really, what you give is going to go to pay for radio time so we can expand the reach. And I want to thank you if you're a podcast listener as well. We just got a note from a podcast listener, and it's just a blessing to see what Walk in Truth is doing. Uh, to minister to people, and here's the thing. We're simply going through the Word of God. There's power in the Word. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. If you believe in this mission, partner with us today. Hey, please keep us in prayer. We deeply appreciate our prayer partners as well. And uh, go to walkintruth.com if you'd like to send us a note of encouragement or become a partner. You can do it all there at walkintruth.com. This is Pastor Michael, and Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow as we get into more of the book of Isaiah and look at a prophecy called His Name Will Be Called. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Hey, more Christmas prophecy coming up on Walk in Truth. Meet us right here. Tell a friend about what you're hearing, and God bless you.
0: And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Isaiah 715-97, through called His Name Will Be Called. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.